0: Welcome into the Straight Up Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Albertson. It's time for the District Championship Games. I'll preview all four of the big games this Friday night and do a mailbag at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned for that coming up next here on Straight Up Sports. And here we are for Straight Up Sports. I'm going to start with the... District number one, the game I'm going to be going to on Friday night, Drexel hosting Archie. Both teams are 10-1 and one on the year. Uh, should be a blast for this one. I cannot wait uh, for this game. I almost went to this game in the first rendition uh, back about a month and a half ago, two months. Uh, but it was the same weekend as Stanbury North Andrews. So I went to that game instead. Also, Archie had some COVID issues. So they were down a couple of their better players in that game. So Drexel ended up winning that one at 43-8. They kind of uh, pulled away in that one and got a big win there, clinched the WEMO Conference, clinched the 1C in the districts. So they get to host this game now uh, for the district championship. And this has really been a game that everyone's been kind of looking forward to all year long. Um, and I'll just kind of run through some quick things real quick. As I said, both teams 10-1. and 1. Uh, Technically, I still think Drexel's 11-0. Uh, that forfeit week one doesn't really count um but yeah okay so offense points per game Archie is second in the state at 63.3 Drexel is fourth at 57.2 uh passing Archie throws about 110 a game Drexel 45 rushing 311 for Archie 335 for Drexel 420 in total offense for Archie and 380 for Drexel I think Archie's a little more explosive on offense um I think Drexel is a very good rushing team, one of the better rushing teams in the state. Um, in fact, all classes, not just eight-man. Uh, Jacob Coffey is one of the better running backs in the state. Uh, Ethan Irvin's is a pretty good little back as well. I think uh, Corey Compton has been a very good player for them as well there for uh, Drexel. Let me see if I can find their three uh, rushing stats here real quick. Yeah, so it looks like Coffee has 1,700 yards, Compton has just over 900, and Irvin has over 600. So that's three really capable guys in the backfield there. A lot of speed there for Drexel. I've been very impressed with them so far this season. If you look at Archie, Dylan Sutton, over 1,200 yards as well. This is not included last week versus Appleton City. I haven't seen their stats posted from that one yet. Um, So still waiting on those. But Art, but Sutton—he's a heck of a running back as well. Uh, Coffee has thirty-seven rushing touchdowns, was tied with Parker Buff from King City for the most in the state. Uh, Dylan Sutton has twenty-nine before last week, so I'm guessing he's well over thirty now. Um, so just two really good players there—the two best offensive players in the conference, I think. Um, voting wise, I think Sutton might get the Wemo Conference Player of the Year. I would have voted coffee. I think he's just a better back at this point, uh, but two very good football players, and I'm very excited to see where this kind of goes going forward with this game. Um, I do like Archie would deal with um, Wolf passing the ball to Yannick especially. Uh, I'm curious to see what Drexel does to kind of limit that this game because Wolf didn't play last game, neither did Sutton. Um, so I'm, I'm very interested to see how that situation plans out. I think they're two well-coached teams, uh, Coach Smith, Um, I think has done a great job there at Archie this year, getting them ready to go and getting them to be uh, one of the better teams in their first year. And then Coach Dean over there at Drexel has done a great job the last couple of years in Drexel's transition to eight-man. Last year going to the state semifinals, I think they're going to go again this year. I think Drexel is going to win this game. Um, But I would not be surprised with Archie with the type of kids they have over there. Uh, Christian Ward lead blocking as well. I think Archie's a very good football team. I just don't know if I can trust him to beat Drexel in this spot. I think Drexel is primed to make a deep playoff run here um, and get back to where they were at last season. Um, and last year, district championship game, Drexel took it to Appleton City. You know, Appleton City was down um, their best player due to injury, but we'll just see what Drexel does here. I'm just giving Drexel a slight nod here. Um, should be a great game in district number one. And I'll be in Dre- Drexel for the first time ever, uh, so it should be a lot of fun there. Go to district number two now, North Shelby and Southwest Livingston. North Shelby 8-2, Livingston 9-1. and one. Um, North Shelby hadn't played the last two weeks due to COVID stuff. I mean, they had to buy the first round. Second round, Norbert, Hart, and Central had to be out due to COVID. So they've kind of walked their way into the district championship game. North Southwest Livingston had to buy the first round as well. They beat Concordia up last week. It was 88-22 to 22 or something like that. Put a lot of points up on the board. Per usual for Southwest today, the number one scoring offense is Shade, under 69 points a game. Um, North Shelby, just under 56 points per game, has the fifth best scoring offense. So two top five offenses going at it here. Um, two different ways, though. North Shelby, much like Drexel, uh, 62, 63 yards passing, uh, 320 yards rushing, about 380, 385 per game on the uh, for total yardage. Look at Southwest, 283 passing, 181 rushing, another about 265 total um, offense there from Southwest Livingston. They're explosive. I think they're going to be explosive here going forward as well. Um, Even if Chase Neptune doesn't play, I think they're going to be a tough matchup. Uh, I think North Shelby might have some uh, tricks up their sleeve to slow down that offense. I'm very intrigued. I really kind of wanted to go this game. This has been my second favorite game to go to this week, especially with Anthony going up to the District 3 game. I was torn between going to District 1 and District 2 uh, because I think they're the most interesting matchups. And this one, last year Livingston won this game on the heels of Mac Anderson, ran for over 300 yards and seven touchdowns. It's going to be a much more passing attack this year with Livingston this game. And I just oh, I don't know what to do with this one because I think it's such a really good matchup. Defensively, definitely favors North Shelby. they the third ranked in... Uh, points per game allowed at 16.7 or shallows livingston is the worst defense left allowing just over 29 points per game about 300 yards of uh, defense allowed uh, about 120 on the ground about 170 180 on the on the i uh, am sorry, 120 in the air about 180 on the ground while livingston only allowed 75 in the air and about 150 on the ground for about 225 of a the total there also I didn't say this back in district number one Um, Archie's a fourth-ranked defense, scoring defense, 19.2. Drexel, number one at 7.1. Um, Archie only allowed about 80 yards passing, about 125, 130 rushing, 210 about total. Um, while Drexel, 115 through the air, only 50 on the ground, um, and 166 total is what I'm seeing on my thing. And that's of six of their games being posted for stats-wise. I think they were about like that all year long. Um, So they're just a very good football team. <sighs> Sorry. In that one, so. And then back to district number two real quick. The, the offense favors Southwest. The defense favors North Shelby. Man, I've been toying all week with how I'm going to pick this game. I still really haven't decided. Does anybody have a quarter I can flip? Because this is what it is at this point. Uh, two really well coached football games. I think it's going to be a chess match the whole game. I'm going to ride with Livingston. I think Livingston gets it done. Uh, I think it's going to be a great game. I'm just going to go with Livingston. I've had them number one in my rankings the last few weeks. I'm going to stick with my guns there. And I think Southwest Livingston gets to be a back to back semifinal appearance here for them. And trying to think, actually, what they did the year before. Give me one second here to pull up the bracket from 2018. 2018, they lost the district championship game to Pattensburg. That's right. So uh, this would be back-to-back semifinal appearances for Southwest Livingston. They got the win here today. Um, As I said, um, earlier this week, lost was it 56-38? Was a scoreless game last year? Very high scoring, a very good football game that uh, Livingston just kind of pulled away at the end. And of course, Livingston beat Pattonsburg by six in the semifinals to advance state championship game. Um, but yeah, I just don't. It's a very, uh, it's very interesting going back and forth. I really want to pick North Shelby because I think they're, I think they're very deserving. Uh, I think they're a very good football team. I'm just going to stick with my gut here and just go Southwest Livingston. So I would have Drexel versus Southwest Livingston in the state semifinals um, going into next week. And, of course, that game would be at Southwest Livingston. And just kind of run rundown here for these two districts. Um, if Archie wins, and so if both one sees win Drexel and Southwest, the game's at Southwest. If Drexel and North Shelby win, the game is at North Shelby. If it's Archie and Southwest, the game is at Archie. And then if the and then if it's Archie South North Shelby, the game is at North Shelby. So North Shelby, no matter what, if they win, will host Drexel. No matter what, will go on the road if they win. Livingston and Archie depend on what happens in the other district. They're back and forth due to and by the way, so Archie and Southwest they both would have hosted two playoff games, but Livingston would have hosted the district final, and Archie did not, which is why Archie would host them. Um, And the North Shelby's only hosted one game in the playoffs. North Shelby's would have, and Archie would have hosted two, which is why North Shelby would host over Archie. So that's just kind of a rundown there of how that would go. Either way, um, if the game's at North Shelby next week, uh, if it's played on a Saturday, I'll probably go to North Shelby for the first time. So I kind of want to make a trip over there just to be different. See their, I heard a pretty good uh, little setup they have over there. So that would be very interesting for the first time, go over North Shelby, but, um, going to Ludlow wouldn't be too bad either. Um, going to Archie would be fun as well. So, I mean, there's there's three good spots here to go for this one. Uh, I think the most likely, though, is Drexel at Southwest, which would be a heck of a football game. Uh, the district number three, 8-1 South Holt Holt versus 11-0 and North Andrew. Um, Offense favor South Holt Holt. Number three scoring offense, 59 points per game. North Andrew at 15.5 and 8th an in the state. Um, one of the lower-ranked. Um, offenses here left in the state of Missouri, uh, both teams over 300 yards on the ground under hundred on the air. I think South of Miami Holt throws about 85 yards in the air. North Andrew about 74 through the air on the ground. 309 for South of Miami Holt, 323 for North Andrew, both averaging just a hair under 400 yards of offense per game. Just another touchdown there for the Spartans on average, uh, scoring wise. And then on defense favors a little bit of the Spartans here. um, both averaging for points per game, 20.7 for South Carolina Holt, 20.9 for North Andrew, 6th and 7th respectively in the state. So two really good defenses that I like a lot here for North South Carolina Holt and North Andrew. Um, especially the Spartans are a defense that might give something up early, but they make adjustments and they kind of shut the teams down after that. You saw that with King City. You saw it with Bound City. You've seen it kind of throughout the year. They give that one early touchdown and they tighten up after that and it's lights out from then on. And the North just they're a tough physical team on both sides of the ball, so they're really fun to watch. Um, and North they are allowing 150 yards, almost 160 through the air this year. They played Pattonsburg twice, and Albany aired the ball out a lot against them as well. So they've played a lot of teams who are pass-happy, so I think that yardage is a little skewed. I think they do have a good pass defense. The uh, Spartans allowing 135 through the air. I think they're a much worse pass defense. I don't think they could have um, held Pattonsburg down the way North Andrew has. Uh, they couldn't hold Livingston down at all this year as well. Um, rushing, both giving up under 130 yards on the ground. 123 for the Spartans, 128 for North Andrew. And then it's 260 total off total defense for the Spartans and about 285 for North Andrew. And North Andrew, that's 11 of their 10, uh, 10 of their 11 games were posted for stats-wise against them. So theirs is very accurate at this point. I think it was just, I don't remember which game we're missing for them. Hmm. I don't remember now, but uh, they're a very good football team. These are two excellent football teams. North Andrew has the history here over South Nami Holt. I think they've met in the playoffs three times. I think it was 16, 17, 18. I believe they met three years in a row. The first two years, uh, North Andrew took it to them. Um, And then 2018 was a barn burner back and forth. That was Drew Quinlan's sophomore year. Um, and the Spartans came back, almost won that game, probably should have won that game, but didn't. North Andrew, I think, is a very good football team this year. They're the number one team in the state right now for a reason. It's because they are that talented. They're undefeated. They're the last undefeated team. I think Drexel still counts in that, but I digress. Um, and I just think North Andrews is a very – they're a perfect team record-wise at this point. There's a reason why that is <sighs> – I love Coach Williams. I think he's done a great job in North Angel this year. They lost, what, 12 seniors from last year's team, um, including Jaden Baker, who's a heck of a football player, and among others. Um, so they're a team that I thought were a borderline top ten. I was so wrong on them in Southwest Livingston started this year. I had North Angel like, 10th in my rankings. I had Southwest, like, 15th. <laughs> and then now they're the top two teams in the state. Um, so kudos to those coaches. I thought South Holt Naui Holt was going to be very good to start the year. And besides that one game versus Southwest, they have played that way. Their game versus East Ashton got canceled due to COVID, so that really kind of put a wrench in what we kind of see out of those teams um, to play each other, which we might get that next round. Um, but I need to. I, there's going to be a couple two seeds that win this one. And since I picked Drexel and I picked Southwest Livingston, this is a bit of a homer pick. But I'm going with the best player on the field. I'm going with Drew Quinlan and the Spartans to get the win here over North Andrew. You're going to see two triple option kind of sort of teams. I don't know North Andrew runs some more conventional stuff as well. But North Andrew, Carson Thomas is a really good player. Andrew Goff is a good fullback. Hayden Eckers, a heck of a running back there in the backfield. Clayton Linville and Brewer Wheeler are good ends for him. Chittum, they have a bunch of good players there. Uh, Walker, uh, Wheeler, they have so many good players over there at North Andrew. They're just not very deep. And I wonder if this is the game that catches up to him because I think the Spartans are going to throw a lot at him. They're going to run that triple option. They got Quinlan under center, run the option, run the dive, play with Scroggins, uh, the pitch play with a variety of three running backs, whether it's Alex Harris, Gannon Phelan, or Houston Coleman. They had a couple of good ends there with Nalling and Shoots. I like this team a lot. Defensively, Northanger's got to find a way to nullify James Hur. He's a big boy in the middle there. He's... Tough to move. I would know. He's a he's a tough kid to move there on the defensive end. Um, and then Quinlan behind him, kind of scouring across the O line, making tackles in the backfield. Uh, Parker Muff got he see a lot of Drew Quinlan last week. There's a reason they held the state leading rusher to 120 yards and like four yards to carry, pretty much well below his season averages. Um, it's because the guys in the middle there were so good there for Southland. Bobby Holt. Going back and forth into the Spartans win this one. A very close game. Uh, just very, very good football game. I can't wait to see how it plays out. Anthony's going to have a great game to watch there with South Holt, Nolly Holt North Andrew. And then district number four, the last district here, East Atchison versus Stanberry. Two worst offenses left. Um, EA's 10th ranked. Stanberry's 13th, averaging 46 and 41. Um... There for each team. Both teams about 85 yards passing. EA 274 on the ground. Stanbury 230 on the ground. Uh, both so 360 is about 320 there total offense. Uh, defense gives the edge to East Atchison as well. 14 and a half points against allowed. Second best in the state, only behind Drexel. Uh, Stanbury's at fifth, though, at 20.6 just ahead of North South Maui Holt. Um, EA allows 95 yards passing. 110 rushing and 205 total. This is five games, including the Southwest Livingston game. I think they are actually some their overall scores are maybe a little lower than this because um, I think they've played very good football this year. Um, so I mean, they're I think the Northwest, the two Northwest Notable games, the Stewartsville game, and Platte Valley. So those four games are the ones that we don't have right now for their defensive stats. So I think those stats are probably close to what Drexel has on their defense for total yards and stuff like that. I think EA has a very, very good defense uh, head there by Coach Dotson and will keep them in this ballgame at Stanbury. They have a very good defense as well. Their stats are for eight of their ten games. It's pretty accurate there. Um, They're missing, I think, a Platte Valley game as well and I don't remember the other game. Oh, the Appleton City game from week one. So their stats might be a little lower as well, but I think they're a very good football team, and they look the part. One through eight, athletic, lanky long you can just tell they're athletes over there at Stanberry. and tucker schieber I'll take a minute to talk about that kid he's played very well here down the stretch there for him right now i have him as the ninth leading rusher of the state with just over a thousand yards almost 1100 um he's played very well here down the stretch he had a great game versus Stanberry. uh he's a thousand yards 15 touchdowns to lead the team um cameron and swayback also have nine touchdowns each and about 480 yards a piece as well, just under 500. So they got three really good backs as well. Ethan Oldham's an okay back from as well. I like the Stanbury team. I saw them play North Andrew without, I think it was the Cameron kid was out, and the Colvin kid was out. And the Colvin kid makes a big difference for them in the middle. He is a monster up front. I saw it versus uh, EA. I saw it versus Worth County. He makes a difference for them at the front line and I think they're going to be able to carry that with them a little bit. This was a two-point game last time at Berry. I think it's tough to be the same team with a span of, what, four weeks here, and it's been their biggest game for each one of them really here. They both beat Worth County in that stretch. I think EA is starting to figure them things out offensively. Caleb uh, Merriweather, 17 touchdowns this year, uh, just under about 650 for him. Headlands has got just under 700 yards and 14 touchdowns. Josh Smith – 625 yards rushing and seven touchdowns. They got a nice little three-headed monster as well. (sighs) I've went back and forth in this game. I'm going to go with another two-seed here. I'm going to go with East Atchison, just a smidge over Stanberry. Should be a heck of a football game, though, and I wouldn't be surprised either way. So my semifinals right now, I'd have Drexel at Southwest Livingston, and then South and Nottaway Holt at East Atchison. And this is how this one, this one would go as well uh, for Districts 3 and 4. North Andrew travels either way. So they would go to Stanbury or to East Atchison. Uh, Stanbury would host North Andrew but travel to South Holt Nami Holt. East Atchison would host either one. Uh, so if EA wins, they will host the semifinals against either North Andrew or South Holt Holt. Of course, Stanbury would host North Andrew but travel to South Holt Nami Holt. So that's how those four teams kind of match up over there. Um, So my semifinals, again, would be Drexel at Southwest Livingston and then Southup Nami Holt at East Atchison. It'd be three 275 conference teams. Uh, But there's also an opportunity that no 275 conference teams make it and two GRC teams, a WEMO and a CRC team make it. And everything's all sorts of wacky. So we'll have to see what kind of happens with that. I'm very excited to see what happens. Um, Because I I truly do believe that – any of these eight teams won a state championship. I would not be surprised. I think Archie would be the biggest surprise of the eight. I think they're very talented. Um, so that's where I'm kind of at right now. I'm very excited for how this weekend's going to play out, and we'll see what kind of happens here. And that's probably gonna be it for a half for the for the uh, district sh- championship kind of preview here. Um, so yeah, Drexel Southwest. South Maui Holt, and East Atchison as my final four here. But it should be exciting. Um, I think the most likely scenario is all four one-seeds win. And then at that point, it would be games at Stanbury, games at Southwest Livingston. You'd have a GRC team automatically in the state championship game. Um, So we'll kind of see what happens. Um, I think the most intriguing one if you could get like an archie versus southwest livingston i think you get a lot of points there i think drexel and north shelby match up very well as well um and i i I do personally kind of want to see a southbound Holt versus east ashton game we were deprived of that in week three thanks to covid um i think that game would be very interesting to see how they two would match up stylistically um but i think Southland lily holt north andrew there's four really good games this week i'm just so pumped for that i'm glad we got to this point point. And I'm going to stop talking now and then get to the mailbag coming up next. Okay, and now it's time for the mailbag. And the first question's up is from Coach Casey – sorry, Cody Hays, um, over at Montgomery County High School. He used to coach over at Southland Lamy Hold. His first question was, does the crew Quinland and the Southland Lomiholt Spartans get over the North Andrew Hump? I answered this a little bit ago. I think they finally do. Should be a lot of fun, though. Not confident in my pick, but I think they have a chance. Um, does Vandy fan 13 which is Coach Bass, get to wear shorts for his game as Alvarez Livingston this week, or do we get a sweater vest? Actually, Coach Bass said, no, my blood is too southern. Expect layers aplenty this week. So there's your answer to that one. I don't really speak to the wardrobe of the coaches usually, but uh, the sweater vest is always a pretty good look. Um, third question is, who is the best player in 8-man this year on a sub-500 team? This was tough. I try to remember who went below 500. Technically, Albany went below 500 at 4-5. and five. So you could definitely say a Trice Floyd, uh, Ethan Mercer, Caden Hutchinson are all in that kind of mix. I would probably side with Parker Muff at a King City. Uh, he did lead the state in rushing both yards and touchdowns in the regular season. Uh, he was an absolute monster. Um also, to get a couple other shout-outs here. Who else finished below 500 this year? I think Worth County finished right at 500 this year, I believe, so can't count them. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, they finished right at five and five, so they don't count. Um, Oric finished right at five and five. Um, North Ant- if you want to Northwest Nottoway, I would say Oberhauser, a pretty good little player for them as well. I think he deserves some mention. Um, as well. Uh, Mount City finished above 500. A lot of good teams finished above 500 this year with a lot of good players. Let me look at the stats real quick and see if anybody kind of pops to mind. Um, Liberal finished above 500. Archie did. Jasper did. Northwest Hughesville did. Over Central. Rockport did. Uh, Parker Shoe out of Bramer, I think, could be included in the under 500 uh, good players. Also from Rich Hill, uh, the Bridgewater and the McFrederick kid, um, both are deserving as well. Um, McFrederick, let's see how many total yards did he have this year. Um, he had 1,400 total yards. Bridgewater kid had just under 1,200 from what I scuffed from the stats that I've seen from them. So I think they both are well deserved to be in that conversation. I think um, oh the Brandt kid from Concordia thinks a really good player as well. Um, but all in all, I'd probably lean just with Parker Muff. He just He's a stud. So Parker Muff would be my player for the best player under the, for a below 500 team. Um, then why can't we get 8-man in Northeast Missouri besides North Shelby? He says, I want to take in some 8-man. I have to drive to Chillicothe to see any of this week. Um, yeah, I think, it's ha- I think it's happening here shortly. Uh, Schuyler County came down this last year. I think Knox County is coming down this coming year, so you'll have three teams at least over there. Uh, Keatsville starting to get in that direction a little bit. Um, so it's three teams, three and a half. I think you can see in the next few years with, a, I think it was Scotland County, a Paris, teams like that will start to kind of see the success of North Shelby. Especially, I think, I'll say this, I think if North Shelby, if they go on and win a state championship game this year, or if they make the state title game and kind of make some noise, maybe just maybe is enough to wake up some teams in that area to say, hey, we saw what North Shelby was in 11-man. They really struggled. This move to 8-man has helped them out. I think they should already see that at this point of how much it's helped them out. Um, so we'll have to just kind of see if those other teams can just stop being stubborn at this point. Because if you're only having – if you're having below 20 kids going out for football, why are you forcing 11-man football? Even if you have 25 kids going out, you're right there in the brink of barely being able to scrimmage you're only a couple of injuries away from not being able to scrimmage or maybe not being able to play because you're down kids. It's not fair to some of those kids who are freshmen and sophomores who aren't ready for varsity football, and they get thrown out there and they just get smoked. Um, so we'll see what happens in the next few years. I think it's coming in the northeast and the southern part of the states where more and more teams are going to start dropping down. Um, I think we're going to get over 40 here in no time in eight-man football. So I think it's coming. Um, but I think just a little bit of stubbornness that right now is kind of keeping everything uh, nullified right now. In my hat collection, I'm actually looking at it right now. I have – let me grab it real quick and just run through my hats. And I actually have them separated by district right now, how I have them um, sorted out. So I got South Holt, Nottingham Holt, North Andrew, Pattensburg, Bishop of Blonde, King City. So I have one, two, three, four, five from district number three. Pretty good number there from district two. I have Southwest Livingston. I have St. Paul Lutheran. I have Concordia. And I have Santa Fe with Keatsville. So one, two, three, four, five from that nine-team district. So there's 10 of my hats. And then I also have Drexel from my Drexel also with Northwest Heasel and Sacred Hearts with a co-op there, and Jasper from down south. So I have four hats from three teams in district number one. So um, I don't know if my hat collection is going to grow this week. Uh, We'll see. Maybe, maybe, just maybe. Archie will have a hat for me waiting for me. Maybe, maybe. Wink, wink. (laughs) We'll have to see there. Also, if any other Wemo coaches are going to be there at the game at Drexel on Friday night to kind of take in some district championship games, I would appreciate either a Rich Hill or a Liberal or an Osceola hat. Not going to lie, those all look pretty sharp. So we'll just have to see. The only Wemo hat I do have, I have two Wemo hats with Jasper and with Drexel. So we'll have to see what goes on there. A couple of good looking hats down there, though. Uh, so we'll just have to see. I don't know if it's going to grow this week. Um, and kind of going into the future, I still don't have an A hat. I, I looked. Coach Dodson, I have him on Facebook, and he posted something for their basketball order forms. And I swear, I swear. They were selling everything under the sun besides an EA Wolves hat. They were selling shirts, pants, hoodies, cups, face masks, um, stadium seats, literally everything but hats. And I'm like, Coach, you're killing me. So hopefully, maybe one day, uh, I'm i friends with Coach Barron and Coach Dodson. Maybe someday I'll get a hat from those guys. I don't know. Um, Stan Barron, need a hat from them. Uh, the final four teams, uh, North Shelby, I still need a hat from, the, I do have a shirt. I have North Shelby shirt. I don't have a North Shelby hat yet. Um, so I have half the hats that are in the final four with South Oak, Nami Holt, North Andrew, Southwest and Drexel. So, and I might have three of the final four. So we'll see. I'll at least have one. I no North Andrew or South Oak, Holt will make it on. So I'll have at least one hat in the final four. That's exciting um so we'll have to see what kind of goes on from that so hat collection is probably going to say what it is so it's one two three four five six seven 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 14 hats from 13 schools so uh for the first year not bad at all in that one um and then he said which coach most looks like sasquatch now that like coach dean cut his hair if we're just going with the hairiest, it's got to be Coach Peterson for South Now hold it, doesn't it? I mean, at this point, he's got the, the big stature. He's got the grizzly beard. He's got the jovial attitude. I think that's got to be the one uh, for that one. Um, Anthony Crane, he says, why does Devin hate coffee? Because coffee is disgusting, and I don't need that in my life. I run on five hours of sleep and water. I don't need no coffee. Never drank coffee. Not going to start drinking coffee now. It don't taste good. It doesn't smell terrible, but it don't taste good and just doesn't do anything for me. So, no coffee for this guy. I don't need it. Uh, Make sure you watch Elf there, Anthony. It's a good movie. Uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And then also, he said something about establishing the R-U-N. I'm not sure what that means. Um, Maybe it's something for high school football only. Maybe some college, but it doesn't matter in the NFL. So, pass the ball in the NFL, especially at Mahomes. So, but that's for the Chiefs podcast, which will probably start up um, to eh, Probably after Eight Man's done, I'll probably do some uh, Chiefs podcast on here as well. Um, I am not done though, because I believe I had a DM yes from Jonesy Boy Thirty Three Kyle from Drexel. Um, he says, "Does Drexel have a chance to beat uh, whoever they?" would play if they beat Archie? I think so. Um, So they would play either Southwest Livingston or North Shelby in the semifinals. I think they're a better matchup if they play North Shelby. I think they play two really similar styles. I think it would be a very interesting coaching matchup as well um, in that one. I think if they play Southwest Livingston, it's a more spread out game, and I'm just kind of curious how that would kind of work there because they wouldn't have seen the athletes that Livingston's had on the outside. They've played this spread before, but it's a different look with Southwest Livingston, so I'd be interesting to see what that kind of match up with it back and forth. Because um, a lot of teams that play the spread with like a Concordia and Ocella, they don't have the hosts up front that Livingston also has with Owen H, Morgan Anderson, uh, Jaden Sears, guys like that it makes it a little more challenging to play the spread. Because uh, also on defense, they can match your physicality at the same time while also scoring a bunch of points on offense. So. I think they match up really well. I think Drexel has a great chance to win State this year. They're also a pretty young team, so they're going to be here year in, year out, kind of going forward. So that's with Kyle. Um, Let me see if there's any other DMs here. I don't believe I have any more. Sorry if I missed your mailbag question. My DMs on Twitter are a mess because, of course... I was about to do a podcast whenever somebody, I'm not going to name names, Coach Dean, um, started just railing on uh, a gift war with Coach Magruder from Southwest Livingston, so I'm trying to sort through all the mentions and stuff, and I think I got all the DMs um, answered. Let me just check Facebook real quick. I don't think I had any on there um, per se. Um, also, thank you to everyone who voted in the polls this week, whether it's on Facebook or on uh, Twitter. Let me look at Facebook real quick. Uh, so we had 253 reactions to the post there to pick where I was going to go this week. We had 116 for Drexel Archie, 88 for North Shelby, Southwest Livingston, 41 for East Ashton, Stanbury. And then eight people voted fourth party, which I didn't think was a possibility here, but you did anyways. I do appreciate you interacting with the post. It just didn't do a whole lot <laughs> for the voting for it. Um, also, we had a bunch of comments, and I love the comments. I love the engagement, um, but it doesn't count for a vote. You can't vote twice. I'm not sure which elections you're, you're going to, but you can't vote twice. It was just going to be the reactions on there, but I do, I do appreciate uh, the love there. On the post Um, and let me just look to see what we're at I think we're at 1,500 uh, follows on Twitter and then on Facebook we are at for the community let me just refresh real quick 1042 likes and 1121 total follows on the Facebook page this page started in August so I appreciate the heck out of each and every one of you for liking or following the page because um, it really brought our numbers up. A lot of engagement this past week. I'm going to try to have a highlight package for Archie Drexel posted you know, either late Friday or early Saturday morning as well, um, recapping that game a little bit to get that out there. There was so much good um, reaction to the one I did for South Oklahoma Hill versus North Andrew. I think it was the most watched one I've done when it came to those videos. So let me just see real quick what we had. Uh, Reached over 1,400 people. Oh, wrong one. Reached over 3,400 people, 17 shares, 1,600 views there on Facebook. I really appreciate it, you guys. Um, Of course, we also had 1,400 views uh, for announcing the district championship round. Uh, We had over 4,300 people reached with the poll there to see where I should go this Friday. 52 comments, 19 shares, 253 reactions. That's just fantastic. You guys did a great job with that as well. Um, 1,400 people reacted or reached uh, whenever I said thank you to whoever voted in the game of the week for this week. Um, So you guys are fantastic for that. Of course, you can see other stuff on there, whether it's um, all the helmets that are in eight-man football this year. Update as possible there. Uh, We have all but Keatsville's helmet posted for that. uh, Kind of a wallpaper background there for it. Um, So a bunch of great-looking hats. I really love covering each and every one of these schools. I'm going to sit down here in a little bit and figure out exactly what schools I've been to this year. Um, And, of course, I also posted the stats I talked about today with the district matchups. I posted that as well along the Facebook and on Twitter. So make sure you guys... um, Absorb that, share it, all that good stuff. Thank you guys for listening to this. I think that's all I have for the mailbag questions. But um, yeah, and I'll see Coach Dean and Coach Smith there on a Friday night. Be safe wherever you're at. Wear a mask. I know it's a pain in the butt. But just just do it. Even if it doesn't do anything, it's better than. If it does do something, you'll feel better about it. That's where I'm kind of at with it right now. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to see you this Friday. And then, hey, we only have. Seven more games on the docket for eight-man football this year. We got four games this week, only two next week, and then after that, just the one big one for the state championship. All these teams are just two, are just three wins away from taking home a state championship. I am so glad we've got this far in the season. Um, just make it a Thanksgiving, people. We just got to make it to Thanksgiving, and then I'm not sure what's going to happen with basketball season, but let's get through football season. Let these seniors have their shine here in football. I am very excited to see where this goes. Um, so, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Again, my picks for this week are Drexel, Southwest Livingston, South Holt Naui holt and East Atchison. So that's my picks for this week. You guys enjoy. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Mo Eight Football. Follow me as well, Devin Albertson, and the show at show underscore straight on Twitter. That's all I got for you guys. You guys have a great rest of your night. Bye-bye.